Greetings! Welcome to Act Natural, the D&D podcast where players from across the world explore two sister campaigns set in the same homebrew world. This week's episode features the wild cards. To get the latest updates, find us on Facebook with our name Act Natural, or follow us on Twitter at actnatural underscore D&D. Now, on to the show. Last time on the Wild Cards, the party was assisting the Resistance Force underneath the captured city of Dragon Harbor. After returning to base, the party discussed their next steps and what might best help the city. While the small rebel group had so far avoided capture, they had not learned much information. While Lander and Shemarat were gone, the party devised a plan to capture a Dwarven guard and interrogate him. They successfully snuck through the sewers and onto the city streets, narrowly avoiding a passing patrol. Eventually, they put their plan into action and lured two dwarves away from their post. While things seemed momentarily hairy when one of the dwarves started to run, the party quickly silenced them, literally, and took one hostage while dispatching the other. Jacques cleaned the blood from the streets, and the party retreated back underground. While not as quiet as usual, they seemed to pass through undetected. Once back in the rebel base, they began an interrogation led by Gothrak, as no one else spoke dwarvish much to Shamarat's dismay. From this enemy, they learned much. The dwarves were repurposing the city, not destroying it. A dwarf leader lived in the old clanmaster's palace across the river with a heavy guard force. That apparently dwarves used to live in the area of Dragon Harbor, and that Gothrak's family was seemingly killed for a purpose. Baelnor at the center of this insurgency. As things began to settle down after the killing of the captured dwarf, the hideout began to shake, as did all of the ground around them. Momentary pauses led to a few aftershocks, and things slowly grew quiet. And that is where we are picking up. And as you all are gathering your wits about you, making sure that everyone is okay, you see Jacques kind of stumble over to one of the beds and just kind of put his hands on his head like he's thinking really hard, and he grumbles something about, needing to sleep, and his head hurts, and just crawls under covers and lays down to go to sleep. So, wild cards, what would you all like to do? I think last episode we asked if that earthquake was normal for this area, and they said it wasn't. Correct. Shamrat said that he had never experienced anything like that previously. Gothrak will finish what he's doing and uh, just move back in. Oi, Shamrat. What? We need to have a conversation. About? And as you walk up to him, he's still kind of nervously glancing up at the ceiling, expecting it to fall down. Your people. They took this place from the dwarves, yes. What are you talking about? The dwarves said the dwarves used to own this land, and you took it from them. Not you personally, but apparently your ancestors, whoever came before you. He looks 
confused. That is not something I have ever known. So we have a wee bit of a problem here. I have no problem chopping up dwarves. No problem killing them. Honestly, I have no problem making them scream and making their children watch it. But if you're part of some occupation that took their homeland, I've nothing to do with this. You've made me a terrorist. But Gothrak, wouldn't their homeland be below the ground? Still their area, isn't it not? They could peacefully coexist with one a city above and a city below, but we don't even know if the Dragonborn knew they were even there when they created this city. Well, uh, Fishbait seems to think so. From what he was telling me, this used to be Dwarf Land and it was taken. If I'm remembering that correctly. Mm -hmm. Or he's been lied to as well. And they're being used. Or it could so, be the truth. Well, which fucking is it then? Shamrat, you've got any indication that this used to be Dwarven land? Even underneath? I... I've never heard anything about dwarves living here, apart from merchants who came by up the shore. When I was young, this was a... As it is... was... Dragonborn City. This was our city. We've heard tales of the Great Migration. Okay, when did the Great Migration happen? Uh kind of turns and looks to some of the older dragonborn who are kind of scattered around the room and are not disinterested in the conversation that's taking place. They they look very interested in, in what you guys are loudly talking about. I was going to say, Gothrak um, ain't being quiet. <laughs> um, Zinalda and some of the other elders kind of are looking, looking around each other and she kind of speaks up. As far as we are aware... The Great Migration took place between 100 and 125 years ago. Most of the younglings that I grew up with were the first born here in the city. Why did you migrate? Uh, and there's a little bit of glancing you notice between the Dragonborn and Lunave, and she's kind of looking at them and staring back. Does Gothrek pick that up? You've you've noticed it basically most of your time here, and you remember Gothrak from what you've learned from Lunave that she is originally from the island of Shahira, like Jacques. Would Gothrak know that it would probably be something they migrated to? GTFO from the island? Um, I wouldn't say you know specifically, but you, you know there's tension. And sorry for not remembering this, Josh. The the mix here it is chromatic and metallic, but it 
is Lunave metallic and the rest chromatic? No. Um, oh. Lunave is... Uh, let me double check her character sheet. I should have brought that up, but I didn't. I believe she is brass. Yes. Lunave is brass. Okay. And like, like j just for example, around you, um, Shamrat is brawn, Zinalda is a copper, um, Gothrak, um, Yolanis, the bartender that you worked with when you were a bouncer, is black. So there's, th there's a mix, a mix of colors here. So I look over at Lunave and ask, does this have anything to do with that Council of Hughes? There's a, a snort from a couple of the older uh, Dragonborn who are not Lunabe. And uh, Zanelda speaks up. That was the reason that our ancestors left. There was a great disagreement between the political structure on the home island. Therefore, they decided to leave and found this place. So, which one of you were the assholes then? You guys or them? I don't know, as I just said. If what that dwarf said is true, and if you actually reported what he said... I've not withheld anything from you. Not the entire fucking time I've been here. If what that dwarf said is true, I do not know of it. So the others around nod in agreement. There's no stories, no history amongst your people about finding anything here, conquering anything. As far as you know, this was just a perfect place to build a refuge, a town. And pour a bunch of fucking poison into the ground or shit? No, we built a city. It was a harbor. We found a place. It was on the other side of the f continent from the disdain that I was learned from others when I was young. They held a great disdain for the island. Insight. They wanted to get away. Or was that it. you just was that was that you just messing up the what she was saying or what he was saying? Because it sounded like they switched away. No, it, 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 it was it was not meant to be that. Um, okay, okay, never mind. Like, Sorry. Yeah, she's. It's okay. She's essentially she's saying that when she when she grew up, when she was young and growing up, she was told stories of how Dragonborn came to this area from Jahira and built a magnificent city. Well, they do say that history is written by the winners, but. 100 and 125 years ago it's too soon to have forgotten something that major dwarves have long fucking memories themselves well, I know but the dragonborn I would hope would not have forgotten because that might have been you know something that they felt proud of that you know they were conquerors but apparently 
almost makes me want to go back and visit Fenzim at the Dragon Mages to see if they have any history books or anything in regards I mean, to this area. We just went there and back twice. Yeah, he's got a point. And we've already taken two centuries, which means things are going to be hot up there right now. And I don't mean temperature-wise. Do, do we think it, that, that there is strategic value in knowing exactly why they want to take the city? Because then, if so, I guess we should solve the mystery. Well, I think the reason why I'm wondering is if there is something below us that's coming up or the dwarves are making a wider tunnel to that could have caused the earthquake we just felt or maybe they're you know they were refugees that were you know went elsewhere and you know now they're trying to get back to a city below I, I don't know my imagination is running wild because we have no answers, just big questions. Uh, Shamarat, would your people keep any kind of history written down someplace? Kind of scratches his chin with the claw. Not, not that I am aware of, but why would they keep me informed of such things? If there is something, it would be the property of the leaders. Uh, so, I mean, this, do you have schools here? Yes, we have schools, of course. You don't learn history at all? We do. And he kind of gets a little bit of an edge to his voice. Yes, but if they don't know it, it's not something that's being taught something that's being it or not known at all as they said they fled here they found a perfect spot for them all right so we have to go to the uh, capital basically Try to find the library, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds it, like it a great idea. That, that's what I mean. Doesn't sound like uh, we have a really a, a good place to even start looking for this answer. Uh, at least not the place that makes sense. Dragon mages had a huge rotunda of books, both magical and non-magical. It is a bigger city, so their book collection is bigger than, you know, Scottworth in, in Dunaman. Okay, so maybe the plan is that we head back there in the morning, and then uh, depending on how that goes, we do the next thing without coming back here first. I have a suggestion as to the next thing. Okay. He's here. 
Baelnor's here. We find him, we gut him, we hang him from the yard iron, and come back here. Honestly, sounds like a wonderful afternoon stroll. Well, there's a slight problem with that, Gothrak. You killed the prisoner who had that information before Liberté was actually able to get it from him. Didn't he tell me where Josh, didn't he tell me where he was? Or he told me he didn't know. He told you that he was not sure of Belnor's specific location. But he is in the city. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what Yeah, I mean. yeah, he he yeah. He's, he he's he's in the area. Um and as as far as you know, there is some sort of leader in the old clan master palace. Verdala. But uh Josh, uh, just as a point of clarification, at one point you referred to the palace at another point you referred to the mansion are they two different places or are they the same sorry that's that, that's just me using okay. different words all right it's the same place okay and that's the place outside of the city that fortress that's there on the other side of the river correct the the bridge where you yep. had to fly across and not be seen well um could scout it out. Uh, Liberté, don't you have the ability to throw fire from your hands or some shite? Doesn't yes. sound like scouting. That does, yeah, right. That's... We scout first, and then we drop them a present in the form of high explosives. What I mean by high is maybe you go up into the air and throw it down. Yeah, I mean, I can do that. I don't how are we going to fly? I can give you that. See? This is our this is a beautiful plan. I love it when a plan comes together. Oh okay, 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 but I'm assuming they have weapons and I'm not exactly an a dragon. Uh, you don't have to be a dragon. Yes, but I'm Better I'm talking about I don't want to die. I mean die is it's uh, it's relative time, really. It's not yeah, really it's, gonna happen. So. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna die. So you're you're fine. You throw a couple of them. You fucking rush away, and uh, Bob's your uncle. Well, you sure make this sound simple. I mean, the other option is we march up to the front gate, kick in the front door, and see how we die. I'm fine with that too. I mean, you're telling me there's no way f to come up from underneath, because... Are you sure. a dwarf? Well, let's ask Lander. I mean, we're underground right now, so... And there was the tunnels that we went from the lifeboat to that spot. So do any of those tunnels go up and into the Clan Master's palace? Well, what about it, uh, Katmandu? I am no cat. And I do not know. As he, he looks around. Have any of you ever heard of an additional way into the palace? Most of them say, shake their heads and most mutter something to the equivalent of, I've never even been inside. 
See, this is gonna work perfectly. Not a possible thing issues. that could go wrong. There's not a single Look, problem I, so far. I, can, I, I am at the point where I can do lots of fire. Blowing up an entire palace? No, I... I, I, I mean, feel like it, you're doubting yourself. Is the I palace feel like you don't have... Oil? Because if it's I, made out of oil, this is going to be real easy. We could try to buy oil, have you drop oil from above and then... I, well, I actually have lots of oil, but not enough. Well, in that case, I mean, the whole... What, what does the palace look like? Doesn't, doesn't do anything if the palace is made of stone. Is it made of stone? I don't know. Does he know? From from a distance of what you've seen, it looks like stone. Oh, son of a bitch. Alright, um... Well, see, stone... You don't have to worry about stone. Stone keeps fire in, too. You throw it in through windows. This plan is slowly falling apart. That means that Liberté has to get much, much closer to a window. Well, what about to the wall? It's not like you're sweating or anything. That one go. <laughs> I, I'm just refusing to acknowledge its existence. Can, can, can I interrupt just for one a question for Josh? Um, because I I can't I can't entirely remember. Um, have we put any thought into that earthquake that happened? Did we last time? Did no. you say something in the no, beginning it, that I forgot? Because, it, it, because it, our first reaction after that happened should have been to try to figure out what that was. And we didn't do it. And yeah. I'm, that seems unrealistic to me. But I also didn't want to break up a conversation. Well, yeah, that's kind of yeah. earthquake, huh? Um. <laughs> I mean, pr pretty much that, that's what you guys did. As soon as it stopped, people just started talking. Okay, um, so can we, yeah, can, so... We, can we pause the trying to bomb the palace plan... <laughs> To the, talk the, about that. But the last aftershock so at well. this point. The last aftershock <laughs> at this point was probably like a half an hour ago. Okay. What in the world was that? <laughs> <laughs> Delayed reaction. I think I felt another aftershock. Uh, uh, Shamarath, has has anything like that ever happened before? We asked him. Not, not no, no, not around here. Okay. All right. All right. Do, does anybody know what that was then? Technically, I think uh, it was an earthquake. Is there a check any of us can do? Wait, so I do, might be useful? I do remember that we asked Zinalda and she didn't answer us. What question? About the earthquake. Um, I, I, I will say... Just with your general insight, looking at people and being able to read them, when the earthquake happened, everybody seemed shocked and surprised. Like, m most of the people around the kids started to protect the kids. Like, okay. so if, 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 someone, if someone knew it was coming and knew it was planned, they would have had to have been one hell of an actor to fool, to fool you guys. Uh, so what I'm trying to gauge is if we have any thought that it was A, natural, B, magical, C, caused by a monster. Do we have awesome. any way to, to, to provide insight into that? 
Um, is anybody a geologist? I dabble. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like like you guys wouldn't you guys wouldn't even need to roll checks to know what earthquakes are. Uh-huh. Um, for just from general readings from most of you, um, y- you would be able to say, okay, that seemed like an earthquake. It's like some kind of quake in the earth. <laughs> yeah, but like okay, but it didn't it didn't feel like, for example, a dragon landing above us, like, right? I mean, well, you haven't experienced a giant dragon landing and blinding above you, but there were aftershocks. Yes. Okay. All right. And it didn't feel like a, a purple worm tunneling beneath us. It, it. No, it has not been. It has not been consistent in that way. It wasn't something that like got closer and then went away. It was just everything shook all at once. Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> back into character voice um (laughs) so if this is something that has never happened before and suddenly the dwarves are here and it's happening and they came up from underground does that mean that perhaps they did something that caused that and if so i mean are they planning to sink the city or something that's a good question no fucking idea I think that gives us another reason to go back and, and uh, visit the shop again, uh, because perhaps they have additional insight on what could have caused that or something. Well, we take a fucking sleep, and we figure it out tomorrow. Then I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I know you want to kill a whole bunch of people, Gothrak, and I'm with you. I'm with you, but. Uh, we need to know where, and preferably do it in a way that doesn't make me a shining target in the sky. I mean, in that fucking case, we can... I don't know, douse on black cloth, you won't be shining at that point. I mean, I feel like it's going to be pretty easy to pick out the starting point at night. fireballs. Well, only after you cast fireball. Because you could cast them yeah, just I mean, like, at yourself. If I, if I kill the whole army in one shot, that's not the problem. I suppose. See? See, we have a plan. Well, we have a suicide mission. Listen. You guys don't... You don't have to help. We agree at this point that we won't rule it out quite yet. Uh, What I'm saying is that your your words are saying that you're in, but... Your tone is saying that you're not, so... Well, the other thing is that I could pull a card, and if I get that, like, invisibility one, I could just, like, walk through a wall and just blow them up. That'd be kind of cool. I I mean... (laughs) We could start pulling until you turn invisible. Ethereal. Cards, right? Oh, Ethereal? Ethereal wattle? Uh, one of the cards lets you turn into a ghost that can enter the ethereal plane holy shit yeah I got Alexander that you got those cards no they're mine <laughs> did you know that halflings have orgies halflings have orgies <laughs> what is that what you just said yeah they remember Liberté went oh, through the rooms there for that. Yeah, oh no I, Kat does I, yeah Kat, Kat does yeah, yeah. But when I was ethereal, like 
kind of happened upon that? First of all, they have to reproduce somehow, so... Or uh, Orcs have orgies. They're a little bit more violent, but they have them. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's exactly what I imagine. But, um... My name half-orc, not full-orc. Oh, so halflings and orcs. <laughs> Just saying, I want halflings have orgies on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no! Put it on a shirt! I will then, buy it! And then the orc part is on the back. Orcs do too, but it's more violent. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'd wear that into a anyway. church. Anyway, continue. Anybody else have any thoughts before we uh, call it a day? Do you think for the record that Jacques still has the cards, correct? Or did Alexander get them back? Uh, Alexander got them back. back. Yep. Okay. I was trying to remember and I couldn't remember. Mine. <laughs> Jacques, no, so, Jacques could not remember that he had them. Right. Until that, we reminded him. That, that, that might be what I was thinking of. But so, yeah, you, someone could pull a card if they wished without having to ruffle through Jacques' things. There's one left that can go. So. Taz. Oh, oh wait, no, it's a new day. You can do whatever. Sorry. I'm not pulling a card. Why don't we save that for tomorrow? Well, that's the problem, is that the effects leave at dawn. So if you take we it just, tomorrow... We just crossed over dawn. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. At this point... Actually, no, no, that was a while ago. Oh, Sorry, that, that was, was a, yeah. It's actually getting towards evening at this point, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's, it, it? It's like 7 or 8 at night at this point. And for the record, with the early start that you guys got this morning, you guys are all feeling pretty tired. Okay. Um, so we could... As additional things to do, we could go to Dragon Mages, we could scout the palace, we could look for a spot around the city where the dwarves could have come up out of the ground um, to see if that's, I don't know, machinery or magic that may be causing this earthquake. For all we know, this could be natural. Or, wait, I'm remembering your note, Gothrak. Sorry, your what did you say? Your note that you received when you left us had a clue in there saying, the city shall breathe fire. Well, uh, there's earthquakes. There's dwarves. Dwarves tend to smith things. So they could be making a bunch of weapons down there. Or they be, could be causing a volcanic eruption. I don't fucking know. Well, that's... Uh, we're not near any mountains or anything, are we? There's volcanoes under the sea. Isn't there? Volcanoes, yeah. yeah n not traditional mountains, no. Like, like, like You're near like rocky crags and, and such, but not... Not, not traditional mountains. It's hard to say volcano in an Irish accent, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> volcano. 
three three things to do. We go to Dragon Mages. We you know we can even after that we can either scout the city and see if we can see anywhere where dwarves may have come up out of the ground, uh, or we could go scout the palace to see the comings and goings to see you know maybe we fortifications. Why don't we snatch two more guards? Yeah, they're not going to know anything. And we snatch a captain or a major or something. Somebody high up. I mean, sure, but it seems like that involves us attacking a place in the first place. <sighs> I want blood. Bernor's here. He's here. That bastard is here. And that dwarf that I just liberated his head parts. He said they died for a reason. What, uh, what, what possible reason could there be? We find Bayonor and we drag it out of him one scream at a time. I mean... He's the only one! He's the only one that knew! You don't have... You don't have any ideas for why they would do that? No! They never harmed nobody! My wife never raised a weapon. Ever. They were butchered for no reason! I just don't understand why a random ass dwarf guard would know who your family is. Unless we get somebody higher up than a guard standing at a post in the middle of the street. And he fucking knew something. He wasn't lying. I mean, they took the city. They killed lots of people. Why does he specifically know them? Would you like to tell me? Because I've got no fucking idea. They hired goblins to do it. Dwarves normally hate fucking goblins. At least I think they do in this world. I don't know for sure. Small disclaimer. <laughs> I mean, goblins pretty much hate everybody except themselves. So, Unless you're going to pay them money. Then why wouldn't the dwarves had have done it themselves? You're asking me to tell you why a group of goblins hired by a dwarf did something. I don't know, but I know Baelnor's here. I know he has two hands. He's got two feet. He's got a beard and he's got a head. That's more than he should have at this moment. Did you know Belnor bef you knew Belnor before? I ran a pelt shop. He's the one that taught me how to swing these axes. How to skin a creature alive. 
Undead, for that matter. He was a simple peltman. He traded with our village. He was introduced to me by Kemrath. Who's Kemrath? My chieftain, Kemrath Oakbreaker. Well, he's the one in charge of bringing the bastard pelts. What are we going to do then? What's the plan? We're just going in circles here. What do we actually want to achieve here? We go look at your fucking books. We go scout the palace. And if we get an opportunity to take a high-ranking dwarf, we take the fucker. I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is that I'm all in favor of killing the leadership and killing specific assholes and other stuff. But if they have a plan to actually destroy this city, um, we might want to figure out what that is first and stop that. And then when the leader tries to stop us, then, then, we, then we kill them. What, you want to draw them out? Uh, yeah, if we can do that, sure. But, uh, you know, there's earthquakes and talks of volcanoes and, you know, they used to live in this area, but this city was built after them, so why wouldn't they want to get rid of the city, especially if they live below it and etc. and so forth. Gothrak will turn around and look at Shamarat. If we get your people out of here, Will you go? At least for now? There's fucking earthquakes going on. We leave you down here, who knows what the fuck could happen. I agree that if these things continue, we must find a more suitable place which might not be below ground, which is not my favorite option at the moment. Lander, can you take them? Do you think you could get them across? Where you brought uh, the rest of the team through, yeah? <laughs> Lander kind of chuckles. No. the uh, These ones, and he kind of nods his head to the party, had a special way of getting across that I don't think would apply to the rest of the Dragonborn. It was very fun, though. Well, then we have to make a distraction to get them out. We have to figure out a way or get a boat or something to put somewhere in a river get them the fuck out of here. I think at this point, it's it's goal number one. Get the innocents out of here. Then we'll go for blood. We'll burn, we'll pillage, and we'll teach these dwarf bastards a lesson they'll not forget for thousands of generations. We're safe here. Why? Why would we leave? We're only putting ourselves at risk if we leave. So let's see. Leave, and if we destroy their city and burn it, they have nothing to come back to. We're talking about the dwarven city. That's obviously beneath our feet at this point. Well, we don't have that confirmed, but okay. Well, how else are they getting here, Taz? It's an assumption, of course. Yep. I agree. They popped up here as merchants. Didn't really alarm anybody. Uh, 
because it wasn't in mass numbers, and then all of a sudden it was mass numbers. So they, the ones sent ahead, must have been preparing things. And then we find a way down. But Shamrat, if you and your people stay here and these earthquakes continue, you're going to be crushed. I agree. If they continue, we shall reevaluate. But for now, things seem to have slowed or at least quieted. So, Shamarat, make a plan that if things heat up, you have a way to get your people out. I can do that. That's the best thing you can do at this point. Should I get some fucking sleep? Yes, I agree. So I'll get some sleep and back together in the morning. Cool heads prevail. Yeah, cool fucking heads. Uh, Lander. Can you take me where they came from? I have some chum to uh, dump in the water. You can do that. How far away is it? It'll be about probably an hour or so of a walk there and, and then an hour back. Okay, I'd still be able to get a long rest, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. Plenty of time. Anybody coming with me to... Uh... Deposit. Uh, I'll go with you. I'll watch your back. Right. Lander, lead the way. And Gothrak goes and picks up his yeah. sheets of chum. Which are stained red at this point. Um, really? I'm shocked. <laughs> So Gothrak, Taz, Lander, and Tinkerbell all head out. <laughs> Is there anything anyone else wants to do in the meantime while they're gone? I, I would want to have a quick conversation with Lady Lanave. Sure, go for it. Uh, well, the cat want to do something? I just want to say while that conversation was going on, I was checking out the structural integrity of the cave and just making sure it's okay. safe. Make an investigation check. Okay. And please write a thesis paper on uh, geology. I can Five, do that. 500 words or less. We'll make it 500 easier. pages. Preferably more. 11. Okay. Um, going around the walls, they don't seem to have really been affected by the shaking. There, um, as you can see on the map, there are several spots where, it act where there are actual supports that go up to the top. Um, so it, it all seems sturdy. It doesn't see like any cracks that you can visibly see. Um, the only spot that does not look steady is this spot down here. But as you kind of start to inspect it and ask around, um, you are told by the Dragonborn that when they initially came to this and found this hiding spot, that that was actually an opening, and they filled it with stones. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
So as much as you can tell, it seems it seems safe and intact. Okay. You can take soil samples. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Gotta taste the dirt. <laughs> she just starts licking the walls. <laughs> there was an earthquake here recently. I can tell because yes. the dirt tastes funny. Um. <laughs> As as uh, Vesper is walking around the room and sniffing rocks, Jacques, you... No, I'm sorry, uh, Liberté, you walk up to Lady Lunave. Uh, hello, uh, Lady Lunave? Yes. Uh, I, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm um, I, I have uh, a question. Um, do you... Do you know what I am? I do not understand your question. Just, you know, if somebody if somebody asked you, hey, what is that guy? What, what would you say? Your, your race, you are a tiefling. She looks a little confused. Um, so, um, your, your specific race, uh, that would be a, a brass... Dragonborn, correct? Uh, yes, I I am a brass dragonborn. So I want to like get up close and like show her my forearm and point at one of the one of the scales on my arm and and ask, what is this? Do you do you know what this is? And she she kind of looks at it. Those look oddly similar to my scales. Exactly. She's very, very interested now. And she kind of takes a claw and just kind of lightly scratches at, at your arm. It also feel like dragon scales. Are you sure there is no dragon in your ancestry? I have no idea. Um, I didn't know my parents... And quite honestly, until recently, I didn't know that parents were a thing I could have. All right, we can we can put that one aside for now and come back to it later. Um, she she kind of walks around. You don't have any other real traits of a dragonborn. It's odd. I've, well, you do have the teeth, but tiefling have those as well. Strange. Right, it is. Uh, it is strange, isn't it? I, I, uh, I don't know why I have this. Uh, I was hoping that you might, but maybe you don't. She kind of look, looks at you for a second and thinks about it. I, it is not unheard of for not necessarily my uh, species, but um, dragons themselves to have at least some part in the bloodlines of individuals. Um, they are incredibly powerful creatures, both on the metallic and chromatic side. Um, it is not, as I say, unheard of for 
dragons to insert themselves into one's history. So, to be clear, are you saying that, like, my dad is a dragon or, like, my great-great-great-grandpa? I would doubt if it was a direct parent. Otherwise, I would assume that more of your draconic traits would show. But it is interesting. And you say you don't know your family at all? No. No, I don't yeah. know anything. I, I would have asked if any of them showed these traits, or if you were the only one. Some so these things could lay dormant for some time, but... Lay dormant? Do you mean it's... it's I don't want to use the word worse, but you think that the... You think I might become more dragon? I sincerely doubt that. You seem a fairly capable and a put-together young man. Okay, because you know, I can speak Draconic, and I don't entirely know why. Uh, in, in Draconic, she says to you, you innately speak it. You've never practiced. Right. Exactly. Well, that would lend a little bit more credence to that idea, but still, even... Most people have to learn a language, not just innately understand what it means. Well, believe me, I didn't grow up near any dragons, or dragonborn for that matter, so... There isn't any reason for me to know this language. It's very curious. Very curious indeed. I will I will think on this. Well thank you, I appreciate that. Perhaps Bahamut may give me some insight. Well, th thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Of course. If you ever have any other questions, feel free to ask. Thank you. Have you ever breathed fire out of curiosity? I don't think I have uh, card. Technically, you have. Did the card but make me? Yes, <laughs> that, was, that was the card effect. <laughs> but not uh, as far as you as far as you know. Uh, as far as I know, that wasn't related to this. Um, it was something else. But I'll let you know. There are um, magical items that, that can do such a thing, so I, I do understand. Not all have it as an innate gift. And and as she kind of chuckles a little bit, you can see kind of those flares kind of boiling up in the back of her throat. So cool. I like to think so. Sweep well, Mr. Liberté. Thank you. You as well. Alright, anything else, Vesper? Alexander? I'm going to bed. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Taz, Lander, Gothrak, your journey is quiet and uneventful don't feel any more rumblings. You don't hear anything other than draining water. 
you get to the river and are able to dispose of what remains as you see fit. And you make it back. Not an issue. On the way back, um, Gothrak turns to Taz as they're walking. She's young and she's fucking dumb. She's gonna get somebody killed. So far, she hasn't gotten us killed. It has been challenging. And some of us have had to pick up more of the dirty work, but I like the fact that she has a clean soul, a good soul. Nobody has a good fucking soul. You haven't spent much time with her. She's like a fucking child. No. Actually, in this case, she was the adult in the room. She kept you from becoming a monster in front of those refugees, in front of those children. I'm already a monster, Taz. Not to them, you're not. To them, you're a hero. You're part of their resistance. I'm not a hero. But there may come a time, Gothrak, where you may have to be. And we don't need those refugees and those children more afraid of you than the dwarves. All she did was just try to help you contain your rage. She tried to prevent what was due. Justice. They got justice you went beyond it they died that was their justice mutilating them that wasn't justice that was un unfocused rage and i think you're better than that and quite honestly if we're going to do what you want us to do in killing balnor we need to be a lot more careful, a lot more focused, so we can complete that mission. And you can put him down. He's the monster. You're not. He stops for a second, and he looks at Taz. And he points at his face. You see this one? What about this one? And he's pointing at his tusks. His uh, teeth. I'm a fucking monster. I'm an orc. You ever been to the Ovasian Expanse? A monster is what you do, not who you are. I was born with green skin. As far as most humans and their type are concerned, I'm a monster. What we need is monsters. We're facing an overwhelming force. We don't need handshakes glad hunting and oh don't kill them it's bad we need death fire destruction we don't need stupidity we need brains we need focus we need to take them out strategically if we're that overwhelmed and outmatched as you say we are and they said we are we can't be stupid we can't lose it. We can't 
go out of control to a, try to accomplish a goal and fail. I won't let you fail. I won't let you turn into that monster and lose your opportunity to kill Balnor. If I, if I die, have to knock you out, if I have to knock you out to do it, I will. If I die, I charge you with his death. If I have to die to get these idiotic people out of here, a land that they apparently stole, then I'll do it. We I've nothing left, Taz. You do. No. You have a mission to kill Balnor. You have us. That's something. It's not enough. It's not enough for a lifetime, no. But it's enough for now. I will help you. We are all here to help you. I want you to give the killing blow to avenge your wife and your children. But you can't do that in a blind rage from the start. If you're in his face, by all means. But we've got to get you there first, and we have to do it smart. He just punches the side of the tunnel wall. Smart doesn't always serve. If she tries to stop me killing him, I won't stop. I'm worried that she might say, Oh, let him live. Let justice reign and you're gone. Let him live. Let justice reign. I'm worried she's going to stop me. I can't have that, Taz. Uh, she's not going to try to stop you from killing him. And I won't let her stop you either. But she does have a point and she was right to hold you back in the moment and you didn't lose anything by it. Besides a sore set of knuckles. Well, yeah, sorry, there were no throats around here to punch. Are you offering yours, smartass? No. No. You sure? I'm sure. I've been called puny. I've been called weak. Uh, there are many, many other adjectives. I don't know if my throat could hold up to that. And I've, I've seen it in action. Earlier that. You're true on that part. You're not weak, Taz. You're strong in a different sort. We need death. We need destruction. We're not going to fight an opposing force by hugging them. I know, but there's a right time and a right place for death. Sometimes it's inevitable. Vesper, at some point, will learn that. But it's okay for her 
to have her own opinion and her way of doing things. You give me your word. I give you my word. She'll not stop me. Nope. Not from Balnor. Fine. But if she says word one to me, I'm not going to have a polite response. Doesn't mean I won't defend her. You know how I fucking operate. I know. I'd kill but for any of you. By the same token, don't berate her or threaten her either. She is one of us. And yes, I feel even more... I don't know, even more close to this group than I ever have. And I think that's because I've never really had a family before. And I am feeling a bit of guilt about not coming to Alexander's defense earlier because threatening him, you know, for what he did back at the mansion, he did the right thing too. He should have said it, but he kept you from potentially hurting yourself further and, and making it even worse. It doesn't make it right. I know. He's not... Taz, he's not dead. He's I not know. dead. I made up with I, him. I know. And those damn cards are dangerous. Well, no fucking shit. Do you think I felt good having to be polite and stuff? It's terrifying! Do you have any idea how terrified I was? Yeah, it was different. I'll give no you that. fucking shite! He's walking around, yes ma'am, no sir, sorry for- Fuck shit, fuck damn! It's not how I fucking talk. I know, and we'll- We'll go through what exactly we know of those cards and, and what they do. You were lucky to get that on the first pull. Um, I shouldn't actually say lucky, it was more cursed to have that on your very first pull. There are other ones that could have worsened things in the moment, you know? And yes, there are some some good ones, but we don't attack our own, okay? I didn't attack him this time. I gave him a choice. I offered, I offered to fix things. That's more than I've done for others. And he's an adult. But, yeah. I've Just, no ill will. I know. I And honestly, I, I'm kind of sad that you're not going to talk to her. Because I do think there are some things that she could learn from you. But maybe when you're in a better frame of mind. I know. I know. She's young and she's dumb. And if she gets one of you fucking killed. I've lost everything already. If I lose you guys too, I'm going to cut my own fucking head off. Not until you cut off Balnor's. Make me that one promise. Well, I'll cut off his heads, both of them. Okay. 
she has protected us. She's got a big heart. She's also got a good sword hand as well. She has protected us. I know. It's just different. And I disagree at times with her. We had an argument when we were in the cave with the Yuan-Ti. And she hasn't really spoken to me that much since. Because I did what needed to be done. But more because I didn't want her to have to do it. Or anybody else. I took it upon myself to do that. And that's something that I have to live with. But. Gets easier the more you kill. I hope that's not true. I like to think uh, I like to think about when I have to and when I don't. So far, we've met a lot of assholes. We still have to go back to that town. You guys were telling me we have a whole town that we can extort. Well, no, we have a police force that the town themselves are good. Well, in that case, we go kill the police. Fuck them. You're you're not going to have any arguments from me on that one. But just... Yeah. We take them in their homes. It'll be easy. I, I want to focus on the task at hand. I, I'm still confused. It, it's just so strange that this person that was in your town ingratiated himself into your community only to kill your wife and children and yet and 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 yet and then leave it seems that he came there with a purpose and i don't understand it and i don't like mysteries i despise them plus we're not really good at solving them I don't walk around with a, a nice hat and a pipe. I have no idea. All I know is he and anyone that's ever loved him deserve to die. I, I definitely, knowing you and knowing what you've been through, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I want to help you get to that moment again. I just, I don't understand. Maybe we'll find something, you know, in the library. Maybe we'll figure something out. Or maybe we're not going to get that until we get his, you know, deathbed confession. Or, you know, as you're choking the life out of him. Or maybe we'll get it when Jock speaks to the dead. But we'll, we'll understand at some point. I, I think... We need to, you know, get back. We need to get some sleep. We need to go to Dragon Mages. And then we need to, you know, if we, we don't learn anything, then, you know, we either scout out the palace or we scout out the town. I'm fine with that. And if we get it to a little fun, you know, I'm not going to hold you back. Eh. 
accidents happen. Hmm. Are you two done making out yet? I'll fucking break you your knees. Turn around. Lander and Tinkerbell are just staring at you, like arms crossed, waiting for you two to finish your conversation. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you have somewhere to be, you fucking fairy asshole. He rolls his eyes and, come on. You guys right continue your walk back. Fucking cat. Prim and proper bastard. Gothrak just mumbles insults behind him all, all the way back. Yep. That's the Gothrak we know and love. Eventually, you do get back. Nothing has changed. Everyone is there. There has not been any more rumbling around the hideout. And everyone goes to sleep eventually. And gets a long rest. Yeah. Yay. Spent one spell. That's fine. <laughs> I only spent two rages. I do want to switch a spell. Okay. So, as much as I hate to give it up, um, I'm going to give up Misty Step right now, so that I can, so that I can have invisibility. Um, because, yeah, because casting it now at I would cast it at level three, and that covers two people. If he's good shit. I'm swapping a spell too. Okay. Uh, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break here, come back, and then we'll jump into the next day. Hey there, it's Josh, your friendly neighborhood GM. The fan-favorite part of our shows may be the sweet silence during breaks, but we do hope that you find the rest of the episode, at the very least, tolerable. If you're one of the poor, unfortunate souls who happen to enjoy our content, then why not consider backing us on our brand new Patreon! This shiny new platform helps us create more and better content for you, our fans. Each level comes with a variety of rewards that will ingratiate you like a warlock warbling before a patron's power. Head on over to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow for more details. Link in the description included. Now back to the show. Jumping back into the game, you all have taken your long rest. You wake in the morning. For those who prepare spells, you prepare spells. The morning is yours. What would you all like to do? I guess we get ready to go back to the wizard shop. Dragon wizards. And... Oh boy. Wait, weren't well, they supposed to give us a, a message or something? Or weren't one of us supposed to send them a message? Jacques was supposed to use sending to. I am Jacques. I will send a message. <laughs> uh, Jacques, by the way, you notice is still sleeping. Um, and actually, Lunave is kind of like bent over him and kind of like checking over him. 
he seems rather warm. Um, he might be sick or, or something. Oh, he did. Uh, uh, Vesper, don't let him die. <laughs> oh, oh, you think I could do something? Not really. <laughs> wow. If you got something in your back pocket, though, that'd be pretty cool. Gothrak <laughs> walks over and high fives Alexander. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I I have this doll, and I'll take out the doll. Huh? Worked once. <laughs> Did you have a chance to clean that thing yet, Vesper? Why would it need to be cleaned? Because the scaly guy had it. He wasn't contagious. Back up. What is the doll and what does it do? Well, Good question. I'm glad you a, asked. <laughs> it's a doll. And if you hold it, you might feel better. You might? Yeah. What is the percentage chance on might? Uh, 50-50. That's not fucking good. I can punch him in the thro throat a few times. He might feel better. I I don't think that's proper medicine. You don't fucking know. You a doctor? Are you? Yes, a doctor of death. As far as I'm aware, I don't think either of you are doctors. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I've spent time call. with Jock before. I'm a doctor. I'm just saying. I could... I could help here. I'm sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one here who isn't a doctor? Yes. I got my you. medical degree deep <laughs> in the forests. Uh, I'm a PhD, but I know it doesn't help in these circumstances. Yep, I am definitely uh, a doctor. <laughs> I rolled a 20 on persuasion. I mean, you're lying. Why do you get to roll persuasion? Oh, you're right. My bad, my bad, my bad. Well, no, I'm trying to persuade them that I'm a doctor. It's lying, but I'm being persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same role. Fine, no one's hired. <laughs> See, you're a better liar than you are a talker. I think we already knew that, though. Natural <laughs> fucking 20. <laughs> Alexander, I believe you're a doctor. Thank you. Can't use an insight check for evil. And <laughs> <laughs> all of the craziness that's kind of going around, there's a general kind of chuckling from everybody in the cave. Just it lightens the mood a little bit. All right, no, I don't. Did, did, did we decide we were going because it's either going to the dragon wizards or we're going to the palace thing that's trying to take a look at it? At it. And I don't really know that we'd do any good at that because we aren't the sneakiest group. Well. We got, we got the cards. We could try to draw until somebody becomes a ghost. We can only pull two a day. No, but, but yeah, but you don't need to go past two because that's the limit. I thought he said we could each pull two. No, no. you can each pull one to a max of two. Yeah. But if we can each pull one to a max of two, that means each of us can pull two. No, that means Alexander can pull one and Liberté can pull one and nobody else can pull anything. Well, that's not any fucking fun. 
I oh. know! Hang on, hang on. How are you a qualified doctor without math like that? Come on. Here, take a card. Oh. <laughs> uh, sir, I am a cart scientist. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Different field. Cart scientist? Keep yeah, don't you know? Yeah, I put people in carts. And we take them places. Usually mass graves. Oh. Do you, do you want a card or not? Come the last on. time I did this, it ended up poorly for everyone. I'll do it with you. Alright, fuck it. Let's pour it, motherfucker. Okay. Oh no. Well, if you say it like that. But yeah, sure. Alright, simultaneously, both of you roll d20s. One, two, three, go. Have we done these Five. Before? I feel like we've done this one before. Okay. Uh, five? No, we have not. Uh, I was gonna say I don't think you. I don't. I don't think you pulled five. Nope. And we didn't know. pull two either. Well, unless. Okay. Uh, I I don't know if you have or haven't, but there's one. Yeah, there's one where we pulled where we didn't write or I didn't write down the number. I just, I just pulled the cards going. Not the rhyming one. Not the rhyming one. Not the rhyming one. Not the rhyming one. So yep. like that's fine. I, I, I almost want that because Gothrak could then experience that. Imagine Gothrak. Oh, yeah, so if, if someone else does it, I can sit back and laugh at him like you guys did. But when I have to do it, it's so much fun, is it? <laughs> Dart, Dar, before your context, I, I don't know if you listened to that episode, but there's a card where you have to speak in rhyme. So every line that you say has to rhyme with the next one. And oh, if you Christ, don't rhyme, you take you, damage. Yeah, if you and don't I'm rhyme, bad. you take damage. I almost killed myself. Jesus. <laughs> All right. You almost killed the real me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, the two of you, the, game. the two of you uh, <laughs> pull cards simultaneously. Um, Alexander, you pull a card which depicts a humanoid sitting at a desk, yeah, uh, qu quill in hand, writing on parchment. Uh, it seems to be a very organized desk. Um, and as always, the card whoosh, turns into flame and vanishes. Uh, Gothrak, you pull a card that depicts piles upon piles of bones, blood oozing out between all of them. Oh, this is a good start. Uh, Alexander, roll a d20. Uh, uh, both both of you roll another d20. Alright. Hey. Ten. Okay, I need to I need to actually do something here real quick. We wasted our roles lying about being doctors. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quote for you. <laughs> I mean, I mean to be fair, you did roll just a twelve on that. I know. It's just it's a bigger number when I lie. <laughs> uh, Alexander, roll again, please. Oh my god. Sure. <laughs> did I die yet? Two. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is funny. Okay, give me one second. I kind of got to look at Gothrax now. Okay. Um, so, uh, Alexander, you are you draw this card and are and are excited. It doesn't look terrible on the offhand. Um, and as you draw the card, you actually notice that um, Lander and Tinkerbell are kind of getting into a little bit of a spat over in the corner. 
they are kind of like talking to each other with um, Tinkerbell kind of hissing and so something has seemed to upset her. And being the natural cat person that you are, you walk over and just start, you know, kind of stroking her and call, uh, and speaking in a soothing manner. And she kind of leans into you and starts purring and rubbing up against you. And Lander kind of looks at you almost with a covetous look. Um, for the re remainder of today, you have proficiency in animal handling. I don't know what I'll do with that, but maybe I can <laughs> we'll figure out something. Uh, Gothrak, seeing this um, cutesy scene play out in front of you as this card disappears from your hand almost hurts you mentally. Like, it almost gives you physical mental pain. And for the remainder of the day, you have a damage vulnerability to psychic damage. Oh, shit. Okay. You already wake too. <laughs> Wait. The, the only thing that can hurt me anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when you're raging, that's the only thing that can hurt I you. Know. So now is that it's make so it even weird. worse? Yeah. Wow. Super effective. It's double. It's so, so super effective. So if, if he takes ten psychic damage, he'll actually he take... takes twenty psychic damage. <sighs> well, hopefully we won't uh, find any certain types of creatures that live in the underdark. The rarest damage type in the game. So, as we the DM scrambles to find somebody that does psychic damage. <laughs> oh no, a Mewtwo! Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> a ton <laughs> of spells. Just don't, don't a get wild Mewtwo Alexander, and you'll be fine. Like, you, but then Alexander good. pulls out a Pokeball. He's like, "I got animal handling, and we're good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my time. Alexander, <laughs> will you stop petting oh. that thing for fuck's sake? But I want it. I understand you want it. Find a sheet, put it up in a corner, and do your thing, and let's get going. Well, maybe I, I mean, will. It's, it's a flying cat. That's pretty sweet, but uh... <laughs> it's like my cat with wings. Okay. okay, so we didn't get anything that will help us with the palace. So I think we just go back to the dragon lizards. We see if that exit is compromised or not, and if not, we go there. Ah, shit, we don't have sending. Ah. And it's daylight. How long How long did it take us to get from the sewer entrance to um, the dragon mages? Maybe, like, probably between 15-20 minutes. So wait, so... Gothrak and I left to go dump the bodies at seven. So we got back at nine and immediately went to sleep. So it's you guys, around. You guys, are wake, you guys are all waking up at around like eight or so. Eight. Yeah, we, 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 we stayed up too long before and everything. We needed extra sleep. It all makes sense. We, I mean, we, we, we should have been exhausted after all. Technically we you, you were, but you guys weren't doing anything. So it yeah. didn't really matter. I just, I just mean it, it. You know, we don't get a five a.m. start. So, yeah, you guys, were, you guys were up for almost twenty-four hours straight. So, and the other option is we go scout out the castle. Uh, Taz, uh, you got anything that uh, makes one harder to see you? Yeah, it only lasts for ten minutes, though. That's easy enough. Well, 
Mm. That's the other thing I was thinking of is if we split up and Liberté and I go to Dragon Mages, I can get us there, rest, and get us back with invisibility. What was the 10 minute thing? That's the invisible invisibility spell, and it only took 15 minutes to get from the great to dragon mages. Isn't that an hour, though? The invisibility spell? Invisibility is 10 invisibility. minutes. Eh? Mm, I'm pretty sure invisibility is an hour. Oh, I thought it was 10 minutes. Maybe it's fly. Maybe it's fly that's 10 minutes. Fly is 10 minutes. Oh! An hour. Oh. Okay. Hmm. So does anybody have the way to make somebody fly and be... Because Taz here can make somebody invisible. Well, uh, I, I mean, I can make myself invisible once a day, and I think Alexander might have that too. Maybe. Uh, I don't no? think I have that at the moment. Okay. <sighs> At some point, I thought you did. But, Liberté, you can make yourself invisible. I could make you fly. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, you're the one with the ability. Um, That's actually not a bad idea. We head back to where I dumped the chum. Have you fly out, reconnoiter. Ten minutes, you could get most of the way through the fucking uh, town. Unless they have a way to see me. Well, they're probably not looking up into the air, I'd imagine. And if they do, you give them a present. It would be kind of a waste of power, I guess, to constantly be doing that. Are you I mean, is, that is that what we want to do? We want to check out the, uh... We want to check out the skies? I think it's a good idea. We check out the skies, we come back... And we try to, to reset our sleep rhythm again so we can go out at night. Alright. Yeah, I'm tired of going back and forth to the dragon leathers anyway. Let's let's go to the let's go to the river. Also, just so you guys don't like get too far down down the path, really you guys won't be able to take another long rest until probably tonight. Like you can't yeah. take a long rest. Like four hours and then another rest. Right. So. Watch me. <laughs> yeah, but we we'd want to wake up. I don't know, three, four. Yeah, I mean, we we, we can stretch it, but I'm I'm just saying, like, it, it can't be like an hour later. Nope, we're gonna take, gonna take another long rest. Just oh yeah, no, 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 no. The problem is, is I don't have message. So I can't contact. I can't contact the dragon mages. I can get there myself if I had to. Well, as a reminder, you weren't the one who used message last time. I know, I, but I'm saying I can't even do it because I don't have message. I mean, if it's 15 minutes, we can do both. If we want to go there first, let's go there first. I mean, if it's a 15-minute walk, we can come back after and check out the, the palace. 
Well, we can stage ourselves at the, uh, the rest of us can stage. Um, that way, if you guys get any shenanigans, you come back this way. We can stage ourselves, you guys go to the Dragon Mages, invisible-like, and then you do the flyover thing. Okay. Let's just leave, because I feel like we've been not doing anything for a real long time. Okay, I, I, I start. I start. I exit. I, I start leaving. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on, Jesus. I don't know where the exit is. I think it's over Not here. On next game. It's over here. It's over here. Liberté, that's a wall. It's over here. Um, Taz, as as, as you're as you're leaving, uh, Lunabe comes up. But would you all like me to come with you, seeing as how um, Jacques is unable to come? Does he need care? You said he felt warm. Is he developing a fever? It doesn't seem bad. Everyone gets sick now and again, and if it gets worse, Lander will be there. Um, sure. Right. She kind of smiles and starts jogging after you. I give shock the doll. Okay. I don't even remember the style. I do. And <laughs> then I head out. Okay. You you kind of tuck the doll into one of his arms as he's breathing slowly, his chest rising and falling. So you all follow the tunnels as you have a few times already, um, getting out boards. Uh, where the crawl space is to get out to the main sewer area. Is there anything we want to do or discuss on the way, or are we trying to be completely quiet? I think we talked a lot. Time to be quiet. Shut the up. We try to talk, but Liberté just shushes us. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> but okay. Her armor makes more noise than her mouth. I'm this close, man. I'm this close. I don't know if that was an insult, though. I. Very noisy. <laughs> you all get to the spot where you have to crawl through, and very slowly, you all begin to shuffle and shimmy your way through the opening. And you emerge. No, you're fine. Um, you emerge behind um, that crate of boxes. Uh, everyone, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Seventeen. That's a first. Uh, are we Eleven. Something on the map here? Or, oh, there we go. Sorry. It just. Updated. I finally got to move you guys off to a different map. Finally. Ugh. Ugh. I we're gonna Ugh. get a lot done there, so. Alright, read them out, folks, whoever's rolled so far. Four. Eleven. Oh, seventeen. And not the cat. I feel like the cat deserves it, but fine. I'll just beat everyone with a point five. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if Lunaves wants to go, I'm clicking on it. Okay, there we go. Okay, ten. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, as you all 
are getting out and kind of reorganizing yourselves. Um, Vesper, Gothrak, and Alexander, you all hear clanging and shouts coming from this direction. Gothrak, you are the only person who understands it. Oh, shit. You Which direction, it? Josh? This way. You were able to see it or not? Okay. Um, Gothrak, you recognize it as Surround it! Surround it, man! Man, we're getting swatted. We've got a good time. Gothrak pulls Mr. Cleavy off his back. We We've doing? got death to deal. Uh, I'm going to cast message to uh, Shamarat uh, and say... Uh, way, way out of range. Just you, you oh, really? Already, you know, oh, yeah. It, it's it's like a five-minute walk to get to that spot. So you're you're way out oh. of range. Okay. Was well, this the only only way to go? Me and Kat are going in the corner until a decision is made. There are two doors. One here, and you you guys know this from your previous times. There's one here and one here. So we came from the north, or what? We came from under. Under the grates. Yeah, yeah. Under the, the down here is where you came from. You had to crawl through a hole to get to this room. Okay, and then this is this is an actual door or something else in front of us. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you, you from your previous excursions, you know there are two doors that both lead out to like the main sewer area. Okay. Uh, do they think? Do we think that they're fighting something that they're surrounding, or are they talking about the hideout? Only Gothrak knows what they said, but you hear oh, clanging. You you hear clanging in the distance and continued shouting. Now that everyone has pointed it out. It is, it is continuing to happen. But does the clanging sound like marching or fighting? Which I think should be pretty distinctively different. Fighting. Okay. It sounds like fighting. Yes. You didn't hear that, though. Or we can now hear it now yeah, that people it, have pointed it out. Once everyone kind of points it out, people are less preoccupied with making it a way out. And you stop and listen for a second, and then you hear it. Okay, um, I'm going to use my invisibility on myself. Okay, Liberté goes invisible. And I'm going to run over to the door and say, I'm going to look! Back away from the door! Everybody back up, back up! Okay, I want to open it as quietly as I can. Okay, make a stealth check. Alright. So I tell Lunave to come up here by me, or by Alexander. Just so she's out of it. Oh, Holy um, shit. Natural hey, um, hey, hey, Taz? Mm-hmm? You got a nat one, Taz. I see. It might be a good time to use that party inspiration if you could, maybe. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Go ahead, I'm not Joe. alluding to anything. I don't know. What yeah, no, go ahead. I was thinking about it, but that's this is a good point. Okay. Oh, hey. wow. Hey, guys! <laughs> You know, there's two shit, different numbers. There's, there's more than two numbers on that dice, right? Natural <laughs> one, party inspiration, natural 20. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Liberté, knowing how crucial this is for your party, you very deftly open the door and open it just the tiniest of cracks. I'm going to move you across the dynamic lighting so you can see. Yeah. 
Now, what uh, before I do that, what is everybody else doing? Are are we like getting ready to charge through, or what? Like, what are what are you guys doing? Are we waiting to, for Liberté to report back? Waiting for Liberté to report back, as far as Dothrak's yeah. concerned. Okay. All right. So, so this is probably going to be a, a round or two of Liberté looking, taking in what's happening, and then coming back and explaining it. So, Liberté, I'm going to move you over here. Okay. And I'll give you like ten to ten seconds, and then I'll move you back. Okay. Trying to peer over Gothrax's shoulder. Yeah, well, at least the, he didn't the, say, "Oh shit." The crack is a little too um, thin for you to make it out, Vesper. And Liberté's reaction is so soft that none of you hear it. Liberté, you quietly pull your head back and turn back to your party. So they're fighting some kind of cube. A what? How many of them are there? Uh, there's four, and one of them looks pretty fucked. Good. Right. Taz, you, Alexander, Lunave, head up through the top door. Come around uh, to the left. Liberté, you, me, Vesper. Vesper, you and I will take the lead. We're through the door, hitting him with everything we've got. We'll fuck with the cube later. The, these doors actually connect back to the same point? They do. I'm okay. pretty sure if I, I remember that correctly, Josh. Darnak, get reinforcements. We cannot get this on our own. We can't. We've got to stop them. They're getting reinforcements now, now, now. Yeah. So, yeah, back through. All right. Gothrax running right, right behind him with javelins in hand. All right. Let's go ahead and roll initiative at this point. Okay. Do we get a surprise round? Oh, shit. Oh, no. They, they're no. already in combat, so that probably wouldn't make sense anyway. I mean, they're surprised at us? They're, like, hyper-aware. Oh, you know, I was playing the other day, and I had somebody get a an initiative of negative .96. Oh, well, there we go. You almost did the same thing, Josh. Yeah, uh, Lunave has a negative dexterity mod. Uh, oh, wait, so never mind. Her mod is negative, not the total. I'm talking about the total was point, negative point nine six. If Gothrak can, Gothrak calls, it, is going to call out, take the one running away. <laughs> oh my god, hold on, I need to take a picture. I need to take a picture. Oh, god damn it. Red dead. Uh, Alright, so everyone's in their spots. And the reason that I laughed, uh, I'm going to post it Discord. Guess what the gelatinous cube rolled for its initiative? Fucking nat 20. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Natural one. Oh, wow. Yay. Negative 2.97. Nice. That's good. Kill the dwarves first. Gelatinous cubes have a dexterity of three. <laughs> Wow. So it skips the first round, right? I mean... <laughs> doesn't skip the first round, but it's definitely going last. Oh, that is fucking hilarious. Taz, can you push people with your, uh, with your nope. stuff? Nope. Awesome. Jumping into combat, rushing out, Alexander, you are up first. Well, I see a lot right now, so I'm going to move forward so I can see more. 
take my cat and have it all move awkwardly as always. So one, two, three, four, five. See more. And that's movement, right? Um, uh, there's that's really 30. not a lot going on. Uh, I think I'm just gonna chill this round, to be honest. I can't see anything. Else. Okay. Do you want to hold an action or anything? Uh, if anything comes near me, I'm gonna stab it with my pointy stick. Other than that, what do you mean you good. can't see anything? You can't see them across the way? I okay. I sorry. I can hardly see that. So, um, is that in range of my vision? Um, I, I would say that you can you can see the first dwarf for sure, and then the outlines of the cube. But that's it. Um, uh, Darby, for your knowledge, when Alexander holds Charles, he has dark vision, but it's uh, uh, it's not as far as no, it's it's only thirty feet. So oh, okay. it is it is much it it is shorter. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so action, action. Um, sorry. Uh, could we go shadow, but that seems a bit excessive, and we don't really want to get seen right now, so probably not. Uh, where's the cube again? It's literally just there. Um, I really want to use. You, 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 All of my shit. You, you can. Oh. Yeah, you, you can just barely make it out. Uh, let's cast Fairy Fire, 20-foot cube. <laughs> All right. So starting from where the dwarf is and then just going... Yep, you can... You, yep, you, uh, you can guesstimate it and get all of them. Sweet. All right. That is a wonky-looking cube, boss. <laughs> um. What's your, um... What's your DC? DC. That's a good question. I'm like, no, no, they just get affected. Um, 16. Okay. We're getting better. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the one that is in the cube fails automatically. And then here are the other three guards. That's a fail. That's a fail. That's a fail. So uh, bright lights pop up around all of the guards as they see all of you emerge and start to run after you. So all of them are fairy fired. You have advantage on all attacks against them. And the cube, this is going to be hilarious. Uh, seven. A minus four. All right. <laughs> cube. cube is cube is very fired as well. I like to yeah. think that the the cube is strobing. Yeah, I'm good <laughs> with that. That is the, that the, is the, terrifying. The yeah, Darude Sandstorm starts playing inside it. <laughs> the lights are almost like phasing through it, and, and and there's soft flashes just reflecting around the entire area. Sandstorm. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I assume that's it for you, Alexander? Yeah. Okay, uh, I need to send you something real quick. Actually. 
No, you know what? I'm sorry. Never mind. Uh, it's Lunave's turn. She is going to dash to there. And that is her turn. She's right behind you, Gothrak. Come on, let's get them quickly. Oh, don't worry. Uh, we will. Has. So, do I remember which way the exit is? Uh, the exit is this way. All right, so I'm going to, I guess, I'm going to move. Here, I'm going to cast Hex on this one, Josh. Okay. And, and disadvantage on what kind of check? Uh, I guess wisdom. Okay. And then I'm going to Eldritch Blast with advantage all right which one uh the one i hexed okay go for it bolt number one 12 damage i'll roll the hex after and then the second one oh wait what happened the rolled it oh. twice the first time. Yep, nope, see, I forgot. I, mm, my bad. Um, okay, so both, 19, 19 damage plus double hex for it's 23. Uh, so 27 damage to that dwarf. Um, yes, 27. Okay. Uh, Yep, you fire off your two blasts, and they just hit him like in both sides of his chest. Bam, bam! You just stumbling. Um, as a note, if you wanted to save yourself the um, the trouble, you could turn on your global damage modifier too, so that way you don't have to always roll hex separate. I don't even know where that is. Oh, I'll do it for you in a second. Um, okay, a bonus action. Uh, Hex was my bonus action. All right. Uh, Liberté. Okay. Bonus action to turn on my boots. And then I'm going to go north. One, two, three, four, five. That is 25 feet so far. And then I'm going to use my first ever fireball. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. And I am trying to hit the whole group. Oh, um, you can definitely hit them. And nothing came up when I clicked it. God damn it, why does this happen? Just wants to cast his first fireball, man. I know, I had this problem the, the other day, too. Um, What about that? Maybe that fixes it. Try again. There we go. I think it worked. There's all the dice. 
Okay. All right, that is a dexterity save for all of them. And hold on, before you roll anything, let me think here. One, two, three. Um. Yeah, let's let's use it because I never have. I'm gonna use empowered spell. Um, and I'm I can so I can reroll up to my charisma modifier, uh, my shitty d6s. So I'm gonna pick the the one, the one, and the two, and I'm gonna reroll those three. All right, go for it. So we're subtracting four and adding. Uh, I said three of them, right? Three d6. Wait. Much better. Oh. oh yeah, there we go. Oh. So that that's a, that's a 30. thirty. Yep, thirty points of damage. All right. I'm, and I'm not clear on whether or not I have to decide that kind of thing before you roll the save or not, but. Um, before, uh, I, I don't think it really matters to be honest. Okay. Um, it, it's, you know, when I, I actually, you know what, I'll, I'll say it's right after you roll the damage. Okay. So like after you see the damage, you can say, uh, I want to spend a sorcery point to make that more powerful. Right. I'll, I'll so I reacted that. quick enough that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question. Where do you want to center it? <laughs> um, well, it doesn't look like there's anything flammable around them or anything, so it's a it's a it's a twenty foot deal. Um, so right, fireball's twenty feet. Yeah. Um, which square would you like to center it on? Uh, down one more. Yeah, that's good. Right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so all of you, all of you watch um, as Liberté kind of twists his hand in the air, and this little tiny bead of red energy streaks out. Alexander, you only see this little red streak as it disappears off into the darkness, and then boosh, there is a cacophonous booming sound as a giant ball of fire just erupts in the center, scorching what the fuck was all that? of them. All right. Um, I need to roll saves. Uh, I only need to roll two saves because you're literally incinerating two of them because their hit points were down that low. Sweet. Uh, okay. DC 15. Hey, he saved. He survived. Uh, and here's ooh. the other one. <laughs> Um, Natural <laughs> one. He takes double damage. Uh, go ahead and roll another d6 for me. Okay. So he takes 32 points of damage. That's the first time in any D&D game I've seen anybody use Empowered Spell. Nice job. <laughs> Alright, and the cube with its whole minus four decks. <laughs> go cute. Go, go. <laughs> one. All right. Uh, okay. So that is also thirty points of damage. All right. So as as the fire dies down, you all look over to where the cube and the the dwarves were. Um, the 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 two. I'm sorry. The the two on either side of it, as well as the one in the middle, have just dissolved into ash. You, you you don't even see them anymore. 
Oh, no, actually, no, wait, sorry, that one's saved. So, so yeah, that, that, that one, um, that one, this one looked um, fine, but now is very hurt. Um, this one over here, the one that uh, Taz hexed, was able to dodge most of the fire, so is still okay. So he's taken 42 points of damage so far. Yeah, they're, they they both look like they're barely hanging on. Okay. <laughs> um, the cube also looks like it had some effect. There are some charred portions on its on its exterior, but as you watch, it just kind of folds over on itself and starts to move back around again. Um, okay. Um, I've got. You're also visible now, Libertad. Yes, I'm visible now. Um. Where do I want to end my turn? I think that... I think I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right there. I'm done. Okay. Alright. Uh, it is now the dwarves' turns. As they rolled a 9 on their initiative. Bastards. The dwarves. Uh, wide-eyed and a little crazed at running across this gelatinous cube and then a random party of people who are throwing giant balls of fire. Um, both of them simultaneously look at each other, nod, and turn and run. So the cube gets one opportunity attack. And I'll say it's against this guy. Come on, cube. You can do it. You're responsible. Our lives are in your hands. So as um, the dwarf who is hexed starts to run, uh, you see this giant arm um, tentacle almost appear out of the side of the cube and slam right down on top of him and just pancake him into the ground. And he does not get up. Uh, the other dwarf, however, is going to run with no opportunity attack. Shut him down. Sucks for him. There's nowhere to go. Uh, he is currently 10 feet this way. He is off the map, but he is still visible to see. At least Taz. Uh, I would say... Yeah, only Taz, because Alexander's dark vision does not extend that far. So only Taz currently has visual. Uh, that is his turn. Gothrak. All right, so Gothrak's going to move 5, 10, and then he's going to take a running jump to okay. right about here, which is 15 feet, because I can't go the full 20 because my strength score is only 18. So just go ahead and make an athletics check for me. Yep. Oh yeah, easy. He just you leaps exactly, into the exactly air. Where, yep. Exactly where you wanted to land. Um, and then he's gonna move his last five feet here, and I cannot see his ass. You're looking for his ass. Just look at the whole thing. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna keep running. 
Okay. Where do you think you're going? In uh, in Dwarvish. He, he looks back over his shoulder as he keeps running. Don't worry. Your wife will find you in pieces. That is my turn. Or no, he yells out, make me fast. I got it, Gothrock. Feed me. <laughs> Vesper. Yes, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, oh, no, I was just saying your turn. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I'm going to run my full 30 movement. Which I, I keep forgetting is right there. I need like a marker. I feel like that would help me a lot. Like a um, Crayola marker? No, like I'm always like <laughs> mapping out where I'm at. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna end up on this block, but I always forget which block it is. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> so, um, can I see this spot right next to Gothrak? Can you see that spot? Yes, you can. All right. I'm gonna use my blink blade and get over there. All right. This action, Vesper appears right in front of you, Gothrak. She just materializes out of nowhere. He just growls at her. <laughs> I just laugh and take my action to dash. You are able to get up into melee with the dwarfs. I'll just say you're you're here for the for the purposes of this. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Yep, that's all I can do. All right. Uh, that comes to the cube's turn. Uh, um, the cube you see starts to slowly inch its way northwest. It envelops the body of the dwarf. If, uh, if I may. Master. Uh, can I slap it? Polearm master. Um, 10 feet. Do you have to ready an attack or is that an opportunity nope. attack? It's a, uh, it's a reaction. Yeah, provokes an opportunity attack, attack from you. when they enter my reach. Gotcha. Yep, you you certainly can. You have advantage, I'll, sir. I'll hear it slurping towards me. Turn around, you fucking thing, and just Mr. Cleavy it. Oh yeah, natural twenty. Okay. Yep. Let me double check here. Yep, there are no resistances. Yep. So you take Mr. Cleavy and just slice right through a chunk of it. You actually cut through the body of the dwarf a little as it is sucked up into the middle of the cube. Eh, I'm okay the with The cube that. itself looks relatively unharmed. Uh, as it and the dwarf continue to move in your direction, Gothrak, and it moves into your space. Oh, boy. It's going to try and... Uh, take two of that damage off. I wasn't raging yet. Oh, okay. 
So it's just 12, Easy enough. not 14. I got you. Okay. Uh, Gothrak, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Alright. Uh, I don't think I have the dex thing yet. Or I have advantage on dex saves. Okay, we're too low level. Yeah, oh, natural one, so that's nice. Yep. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. The, the cube enters your space, Gothrak. So, um, immediately, you take 3d6 acid damage. Maybe, if roll 20 wants to roll it. There we go. Uh, you take 10 points of acid damage, not halved, as you are not raging. Okay. Um, you are currently restrained and cannot breathe. Alright. Oh, I forgot my savage attacker thing. Dag Uh, Go ahead, roll place. it. Oh, okay. Just go ahead and roll another um, d10, I think. Yep. So it takes another 8. Hey, it was it was more than you thought. Yep. Okay. I don't think it's anything else. Okay. Yep. Uh, that is the cube's turn. That brings us to Alexander. Uh, Alexander, you see that giant hulking shape move out of your field of vision. You do not know where it is. Let me see. I'm not moving. I'm seeing. No. Um, <laughs> I will move down to here. Okay. You you move down, following the direction everyone else has been running. You still don't see any sign of dwarves or cube. No dwarves, no cube. Uh, I'd say that's a good time to pass my turn then. Uh, All right. There's, there's nothing going on. So here. Yeah. You want to dash over there, or do you want to just stay there? Oh yeah, right. That's the thing I can do. One, two. Woo. Okay. Pass. All right. Uh, as you sprint over the bridge and start to come up around the corner, um, you can, in the very distance of your, vi in the very edges of your vision, see the the form of the cube that is kind of uh, sludging its way away from you. There he goes. Uh, that brings us to Lunave. Uh, she is going to do the same. Uh, she dashes up to the cube. She can't do anything this turn, but she is next to it. She has been really helpful this fight. Uh, Task. I'm just going to then Eldritch Blast him from here. Okay. Um, from this angle, I'm going to give him half cover from Vesper, which you ignore. Yep. Uh, double ignore. And you also have advantage because yep. terrifier. Yep. yep. So go ahead and take your two shots. Ooh, go fairy fire. Whoever did that was a great, a really smart person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 22 damage to the dwarf. Okay. 
Um, you fire off both Eldritch Blasts. Vesper, as you run up to him with your sword extended, two blasts of black energy simultaneously come around both of your sides. One hits him on the bottom of the jaw and the other hits him right in the sternum. And you just hear a crack and he just flies back about 10 feet before landing and just not moving on the ground. Okay. I shrug. <laughs> That's what I do. Yep, yep, um, Then I guess... I'm all alone. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just go over here. That's it. Okay. Liberté. All right, what do I know about gelatinous cubes? Make an arcana roll. Okay, arcana. Got it. Um, you know that they are a form of ooze. Um, they thrive in underground areas. Essentially, they feed and eat by moving themselves across the floor and picking up dirt and weapons and people and dissolving them within, with inside themselves. Um, you know it is very bad to be inside of one. Mm-hmm. And as you saw happen to Gothrak, they can envelop the space of others and hold them inside. Okay. So I wouldn't know anything about resistances or anything like that. Um, I would say to your knowledge, they do not have any damage resistances. Okay. I am going to, I guess, create a bonfire if it'll, why won't it click? I want to do the thing. What you trying to do? Oh, I have a, the ruler selected. That's why. I'm gonna cast it right there. All right. I can pull in a little campfire for you. I see. It, I see it moving around real slow. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it'll be able to dodge this. Okay. Uh, and that uh, it gets it right when it appears. Correct. Yes, and then after that, whenever it either enters the space or ends its turn there. Okay. Um, all right. And none of my all, all my spells must have gotten messed up or something because nothing, when I click it, nothing ever happens anymore. Output oh. attack. I mean, what the hell? Like, like even from your your character sheet? Well, I deleted that list, so maybe that's what did it. Because I'm only uh-huh. using the other page the spells page now okay uh deck save like it'll pass this Wait. six yep my but... dc is a 15 so it's gonna take 14 fire damage got it still looks relatively unfazed okay i th- and i think that i am going to run around over in that direction okay so You're full 60 feet. yep and that actually gets me right across the water uh, Alexander, you feel Liberté just sprint up, zooming beside you. A long way. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings us to the dwarves who are no longer in this fight. Gothrak, you are inside. You are restrained. Okay. Double check what you, what you can do. 
Your speed is zero. You can't benefit from any bonus to your speed. Attack rolls against you have advantage. And your attacks have disadvantage. And you have disadvantage on deck saves. So you are holding Mr. Cleavy in this, like, jello-like substance. And you cannot breathe. You're jello wrestling a dead dwarf. Essentially, yes. Okay. Alright, yeah, Gothrak is going to rage. Um, and... Yeah, he's just gonna go reckless and go to town. I will also say, um, because I I thought it was in here, and it is, um, you can make uh, a strength check, not an athletics check, a strength check to attempt to get out. Okay. I don't think he's going to. Uh, he's, he's, he's gonna go to town. He's just gonna roar inside the the jelly. And oh, don't just, don't open your mouth. He doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> He's just gonna start swinging Mr. Cleavy and then Mr. Clobber, or well, just Mr. Cleavy. Uh, I, I was gonna say all you have is Mr. Cleavy. Um, so uh, you would ha- have disadvantage, but since it's fairy fired, you have advantage. So these are just straight rolls. Imagine needing the thing to be glowing while you're inside it. <laughs> uh, so an extra two damage on the first one. I'm assuming both of those hits. Uh, it's armor class is six. I think you hit it. Yeah. This is solid. Nine, 18, 20 to- total damage. Okay. Um, yeah, he's just gonna, he's just gonna go to town on it. He does not give two fucks. That's my Uh, turn. I will, okay, I will say that by screaming out, you lose the breath in your, your mouth. Um, so that would lead you to start to lose oxygen starting your next turn. Oh, all right. Well, try not to open your mouth. Like you're you're not gonna fall unconscious, but like, like you're you're, you're gonna start that process because you loosed all the all the air in your lungs. So like okay. you, um, uh, I'm trying to remember what the what the drowning rules are off the top of my head. It's like something about con mod. I have a plus three to my con. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure it's like if you're holding your breath. You can survive for the number of minutes equal to one plus your con mod, but if you immediately lose your breath, I don't remember what the rule is. But oh, cool. yeah, we cool. learned that with Ford and Chester. That was a long time ago, so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll worry about it if Gothard's still in there when it comes to his turn. Vesper, uh, yes. you see the dwarf in front of you die. What are you doing? I'm gonna turn around. Okay, you turn around and start running back. You yes. are able to get up to the cube if you want. Oh, swell. Uh, ooh. Callfax in there, that doesn't look good. If, if I threw my grappling hook in there, would that be an action or could I like hold an action like pull him out 
you could make an athletics check to try to pull him out. Okay. I'm sorry, a, a strength check to try and pull him out. Alright. I'm gonna try that. Alright, go ahead and make a strength check. Okay. This is your action. Yep, that's fine. Just a straight strength? Yep, just strength. It, it, it's, it calls that out in, in the, um, the monster section. Okay. Not, not athletics, that's cool. Um, yep. Oh, damn it, that was a four! I don't know why that was. Oh, that was actually a natural one. Oh, that's even worse! Uh, <laughs> so, Vesper, I, I will say that as you reach in to try to pull him, you have to, like, jump in to get him. So now your <laughs> upper half is in the cube. So you are considered in the cube as well. <laughs> Gothrak so just looks at you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it it would have been so poetic if you had saved him too. Like, it would have. I was waiting. It would have been it. so great. And the DC is not high either. That's the thing. And Gothrak. now, <laughs> yeah, now Gothrak can just say, "You're supposed to kill it." Uh, okay. I think that. Yep. Uh, Vesper, you, you take 11 points of acid damage, okay. and uh, everybody but Alexander, you now see Vesper's back half sticking out of this cube, her legs flailing around. This is D&D. Alright. Uh, brings us to the cube's turn. Um, hey. All right. Uh, at the start of the cube's turns, or cube's turn, both Vesper and Gothrak, you take twenty-one points of acid damage. Gothrak reduced to ten. So Vesper, you take twenty-one points of acid damage. Yep. Yep. That's gotta hurt. That's fine. Uh, yeah, she's not looking too good. Um. And then, Does the cube do psychic damage, maybe? No, it cannot do psychic damage. Dang it. <laughs> um, however, it is going to move over here with all of you and in, try to engulf Lunave. Um, with, with her negative dex save. Match one, please. All right, here we go. Normal. Okay, Dex. Hey! Natural hey! 19 for a total of 18. <laughs> Lunave is able to dodge. Uh, okay. Uh, even though she missed it, her, uh, um, uh, even though she avoided it, it does still get a swipe at her with its pseudopod. Uh, that hits for the first one. Second one. Uh, let me double check her armor class. That also hits. So even though Lu uh, Lunave is able to dodge out of the way, you see two giant tendrils of muck just come out and whap, whap, one into each of her sides, and she takes a total of 21 points of damage. 
Uh, that's the cube's turn. Alexander. Well, there's clearly a lot going on right now. Um... <laughs> Master of understatement. Oh, uh, the cube um... also needs to make a deck save because of the bonfire. Which I'm sure it's going to fail. Ah, uh, zero. Okay. Alright, uh, go ahead and roll damage, Liberté. Uh, it's 2d8. Alright, yep, so uh, as, as it stays in that space, the fire just continues to burn and billow. Um, actually, the fire is here, and technically Vesper's in that space too, unfortunately. <laughs> uh... Uh, yeah, Vesper, make a deck save... With okay. disadvantage. Oh. oh, okay. She's re she's resistant anyway. So. That's she is resistant to fire. Except in this case, she's not resistant to uh, getting her ass kicked. I mean, this isn't my fault at all. She ran and jumped into a gelatinous cube yeah. that then dragged her into oh, fire. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Shotrack is gonna light her up. I think you'll find Jesus. I think she finds she's generally not immune to getting her ass kicked. And and Gothrak, you won't have to because she just got lit up. Okay, Vesper, uh, that's, that's, that's an unfortunate fail. So take, you take six points of fire damage. Luckily, you are resistant, so you don't go unconscious in the gelatinous cube. Like, that's not good if that happens. Just throwing good. that out there. This is good. I'm fine. This is good. Okay, uh, sorry, Alexander. It is uh, I'm just going to need a quick clarification for argument's sake. Um, uh, uh, so, would you say that they are being held by the gelatinous cube? And if someone was to use a fear spell that makes them drop what they are holding, would it free my friends? Uh, the gelatinous cube does not seem to have an ability to simply drop something. From, from, yeah, it, it 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 engulfs things, so it's it's not like a weapon that somebody could drop. Okay, cool. And 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 I would say, based on your own general knowledge and bardic experience, you 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 would be able to guess that's probably not advantageous. But it was going to be really cool. It would have. Um, <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. Well, given that, um, it's also immune to being frightened. You want to go details? Fine. Um, cool. I okay. I can make distance. Do I want to be in the cube too? Probably not. Um, I'm gonna poke it with my sword. Okay, go ahead and make your attack. It is still fairy fired, so you oh, still have I, I, was, I was gonna give myself cat advantage, but I probably shouldn't do that then. Um, are, are you still bringing Charles with you? No, actually, I want to leave him back because I don't want to end, have him end up in the cube. If I end up in the, you know, up, you know, whatever. Okay. I, I, the reason I asked is because I will say that because of the fairy fire, uh, I will say that you, you still can see. Oh, oh the bonfire. 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 Well, um, oh, oh yeah, bonfire too. Yeah. So he's just like a glow stick. Yep. Um. <laughs> cool. Uh, I will take my attack with advantage. All right, go for it. 
cool. 17 does hit its AC of 4, or 6, I'm sorry. Ooh, I hit 4 damage, busted. Um, cool. Oof. Okay. Did you want to spend anything, or yeah, are you just I leaving it? Yeah, I do. I'm just trying to figure out. Okay. I know that, I, that they're not technically holding it, but if I was to, for example, use a bardic thing that makes them move, you know, 10 feet one way or another, does that get them out of it? When it moves to, to try to engulf Lunave, you saw both Vesper and Gothrak move with the cube. Well, bye guys. Um, <laughs> 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 I tried. I looked up every rule I had. Um, I'm gonna uh, use the one that busts my AC then. Okay, go ahead and roll your d8. Wait, d8. That's a d6. My bad. Woo. Dang it. I want the other one. <laughs> That's a one. <laughs> Alright. So you increase your AC by one. Woo. 17. It was bound to happen eventually. Don't keep... Kill me with a cube. Alright. Um, and... Uh, I've got bonus action. Um, I'll use another one of my Bardic Inspiration tokens. Okay. And then have two. And I will inspire Vespa, who is trying to pull Gothrek out, and I'll just say, uh, Vespa, Vespa, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. Um, uh, okay. Obviously through... with a lot of faith in my voice. <laughs> yep, so, so uh, Vesper, through the um, jello around you, you hear a garbled version of an Alexander song. And, and you, you think it's really distorted because it sounds like he's saying, Vesper, he's our man, but you're sure that's not right. Eh. <laughs> yeah, it's probably right. <laughs> probably. Okay. Alright, that brings us to Lunave. Um, she is going to squeeze through here by making an athletics check. Okay, that's enough. Uh, she is going to get behind you, Vesper, and because your back end is sticking out, uh, she is going to grab you by the thighs and pump in 20 of her 25 lay on hands points into you. Oh shit, she's a paladin. She is a paladin. Uh, nice. Oh. I can't say anything, but you know. Uh, yeah, it was 20, not 20, not, not 25. 20 of 25. 20, Sorry. okay. Sorry. Bad, bad, uh, bad use of words on my part. No, that's fine, that's fine. Okay. Uh, yes. That is... Yeah, that's all she can do. She's worried about you at the moment. I don't think... Does she have a spell as a bonus action? She's a paladin. She might have shield of faith. I know. I, I was I was looking through her spells. Um, it's a bonus action. No. Um, yeah, she'll she'll cast shield of, shield of faith on herself, but it it's engulfed. Doesn't isn't affected by that. So it's only if she. Uh, is going up against the pseudo or the pseudopods again. Okay, uh, Taz. How deep is this water? 
It looks fairly deep. You see a boat floating on it across the way. Yeah, all right. Uh, then I'll Eldritch Blast it from here. Okay. With advantage. You, you, you technically still have Hex up. Because you never... Yeah, I know. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. Because that's 60 feet. Okay, yeah. So I'll put Hex on the cube. Thank you for that. And then thanks once again to Alexander. I get to roll with advantage. You do. Good right, damage. So 16, nice damage. 18, so 34 damage. Yeah. All right, you guys are finally starting to lay into it. Um, chunks of it are starting to slough off and fall apart. You, you guys are starting to really put some damage into it. I guess I'll also... Ooh. Uh, I, I was going to try and move somewhere, but all directions are bad. Uh, I guess I'll go back this way. I can still reach it. No problems. Okay. That's it right. for me. Liberté. Yeah, 23 hits. With a firebolt. Another burst of fire just whoosh, dissipates off its side. Seven huge, huge big points of damage for that shot. Woohoo. I mean, damage is damage. Yeah, damage is damage, I guess. <laughs> and when I cast that, it was it was like the, 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 the fire move from the opening sequence in Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did that, but then it did, like, nothing. So I was just like, well, at least the fighter ball was big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my turn. Othrak holds up a, okay. uh, a, a thumbs up from inside the cube. <laughs> yeah, you, you, like, struggle to get it up because you can't really move. That sounds like a personal problem. It does. They make a, p a pill for that. Um, if I grab Vesper, can I pull her out with me? You can only get yourself out if you try. What if I push against Vesper to push her out? I would say you could try to do that. Um, with restrain... I'm not moving. I'm just going to grab her head and shove her out. Yeah, I, I, I'd i say you could make a strength check. All right. Uh, yeah, he, strength check at advantage. Because I'm raging. I'm raging. And he just looks at her and shakes his head in disappointment, grabs her by the top of the head, and just shoves her back out. 15. Uh, that is enough. Um, as Vesper, you, you, you kind of look up and see Gothrak with this disappointed look and he just puts his hand on your forehead. He just shoves and you just pop out. Uh, crashing into Lunabe, who has to, like, falls back a few feet. But you are out. And that is my action. 
All you have is a bonus, and I don't know if you have anything you can do as a bonus. Uh, I don't think so. He's just going to close his eyes and just just stand there, arms outstretched. Okay. Um, go ahead and make... Because I, I tried to look it up quickly for what happens once you like lose your breath, and I couldn't find it. Oh, I should be able to find it. Because uh, I looked it up recently. Uh, if you can find it quickly... found it. It can survive for a number of rounds equal to its constitution modifier once it runs out of breath. Haha. So three rounds. Is it three? I thought your con mod was four. Uh, three. Okay. Yep, so you have three rounds before you actually, like, you go unconscious. I was like, I know there's a rule. I know, like, it's not just immediate unconsciousness. But I couldn't remember what it was. So, yep. Uh, two rounds. If you're still in, you will start to go unconscious. Vesper, you pop out from pushing, being pushed by Gothrak and kind of land on your ass and just kind of like shake your head and get your thoughts back about you. I just, I have that image of him being disappointed in me and it's, it's a little, it's vaguely familiar to me. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stand up and I'm going to attempt to hit it. Go for it. You have advantage. Going to see if this works. Thirteen. Thirteen hits its AC of six. Yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, another time. Yep. Dirty twenty. Ooh, nice. You rolled would... nine on damage both times. Yeah, I would like to smite on that last one. Go for it. What level? Uh, second level. Alright, that is 3d8. Big money. 17. Nice. <laughs> so that is 35 points of damage. So you all see Vesper just enraged from all of this, seeing the look by from Gothrak. Gothrak, you see her look at you in the eyes and she just takes her sword, slices up once, very deftly near you but not on you, slices up across the cube, and then slices sideways across it, and as the second one hits, there's a giant burst of white divine energy, and as the light subsides, all of you see that essentially half of the cube has been vaporized. Gothrak, your arm, one of your arms and part of your leg is now sticking out, and you can actually move it, but most of your body is still inside the cube. But she has destroyed a, almost all of what was left. Now that I feel the air, he opens his eyes. He closed his eyes. He didn't see her do that. Yep, he did. <laughs> yep, you, you you open your eyes and, and you just see Vesper kind of looking at it, her, her sword outstretched. And you, you know that she must have done something because you look around and most of the cube is now gone. Okay. It's possible she did something. Maybe. You don't know. I'll have to check All the right. tapes. Uh, it's the cube's turn. Uh, at the start of its turn, Gothrak, you take another 66 points of acid damage. 
16 reduced to 8. Got it. Can, can I, I rebuke the violent? What does rebuke the violent say, specifically? That, that's a good question. I know this is a monster. It's a cube. I don't know if it understands you, that. Because this, this isn't technically an attack. Okay, that's with an attack against a creature other than you. Mm. So if that uh, is... it's not it's not an attack, unfortunately. It just okay. happens because he's inside of it. So so but the absorb part, so let's say for instance it tried to absorb Alexander right now. Then she could use it? No, that's not an attack either. It is it's engulf. It's just because oh. it moves into his space. Okay. Then I will die for nothing. <laughs> no! <laughs> Maybe um, it'll pseudopod. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. However, um, with its meager movement speed of 15 feet, um, it is going to go in the direction of the most possible food. So, Alexander, you get an opportunity attack as it moves into both Vesper and Lunave's spaces. Oh, great. Yeah, no worries. Yep, I'll take that attack. Uh, is it advantage because of fairy power or no? It's still at advantage. Kill him, pointy stick. 24. 9 damage. Uh, that hits. Woo. Uh, you yeah, stick yeah. your sword through it, narrowly missing Gothrak. It is still alive. So I need Double. both Vesper and Lunave to make deck saves. Okay. Can I release my concentration on the bonfire as soon as out of the space. Uh, yeah, well, when it comes to your turn, you can. But to be honest, it's not going to get back to it to your turn. 16. I just didn't want Alexander to have to run through the fire. Yeah, you're fine. He, he could have run around it anyway. Okay. Um, I would have died through it. So, Vesper, you, having been inside it once and really not wanting to do so again, uh, quickly back the fuck away from it <laughs> and, are, and are able to not... Um, be engulfed. Uh, here is Lunave. Oh, no. uh, she, unfortunately, um, is more focused on getting you out of the way and grabs the back of your shirt and shoves you behind her as she takes the hit. So she immediately takes... Ooh! 15 Oof. points of acid damage. Oh, damn it. And she's only got five left of her lay on hands. Correct. Um, can you all, for, for my own curiosity, can you all see her, her hit point bar? Negative. Uh, no. Okay, good. Good. That's how I wanted it. Um, she's looking pretty ragged at the moment. Okay. That's all of the cube's turn. Um, Alexander... And how, uh, in cube talk, how how alive does this cube look? Um, cube most of it has either been burned away or slashed off or just like poked. It it, it 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 looks like it's it's like it's like an eighth of what it once was. There's not much I, left. I will continue the pokeage then. Go ahead and make your attack. Still at advantage. Go rapier. Natural 20. Let's go. All right. What's your finishing touch? It had five hit points left. 
Um, I don't know. I, I walk up to it. I I see that there's maybe an area where where it's all sort of gooping out a little bit, and I just sort of poke it really aggressively until it just all sludges out and just, just know, lances the the pimple. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Alexander rushes up and just poke, 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 poke in all the spots that are not Gothrak or Lunave, and slowly over the next few seconds, the rest of the cube just dissolves into nothingness. I fall into the fucking water, don't I? No, you don't. Okay, just check it. Yeah, I salute him on the way down. And we are out of combat, folks. Did it drop anything? Um, <laughs> you see it drop like cloth mm -hmm. and um, the dwarf that was inside of it. Oh, we don't want that. XP points? I mean, every session you get XP points. Oh. We use milestone, so. <laughs> <laughs> Level 10, the... people. I'll check out the what that dropped because it shouldn't survive that long. The guys, the guys that vaporized didn't drop any money. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's the, the, there was there's a dwarf. Uh, the, the cloth that I was referring to, Alexander, was like what the dwarf was wearing. Dang it! Ugh. So, so it's like it's like you know, like scattered around inside of it. I want to be um, the smart guy that gets for doing nothing. It's <laughs> it's a gelatinous cube. It's not a mega rare loot drop. Uh, so you, you do find the body of the dwarf along with his weapons and armor and everything that he had on him personally. Um, there are also how many dwarf corpses? Three other dwarf corpses around. Well, two of them are ashes, aren't they? Oh, actually, yes, that is correct. Um, two, two of them got burned away. So next to the pile of ashes, um, you would find just their like their metal armor and things that wouldn't survive a fireball, or that would survive a fireball. Excuse me. We need to clean all this up and get back down below. That, whatever the fuck that was, Liberté. That shit was loud as hell. Yeah. Fucking nice though. <laughs> it was really fucking nice. Liberté is almost kind of sheepish, like amazed at what he did. He's pretty happy though. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll, I'll 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 sweep the ashes off into the water, and as I do, I just make sure there's no coins that I'm just dunking into the water. Okay, um, be because coins are metal, they would survive. So I'll say on the four dwarf corpses total, um, you find uh, a total of seventy-six gold and twenty-one silver. So seventy-eight gold. And one silver. Sure. Yes. Uh, I'm pulling. Everybody up gets the... thirteen gold. Did you divide that by six? Yes, I did. Somebody will have to tell Jacques. And he's terrible about keeping track of his gold too. I have to constantly oh, yeah. remind him. So thirteen. Thirteen. I will literally add it to his gold right now. Okay. Okay. I mean, and if it really matters, it's like two copper a piece or some shit. It doesn't matter. I'll take it. Okay, Vesper takes the, the silver. The one right, silver yeah. piece. Vesper takes one silver. 
Sick. Uh, do we just throw the bodies in the? I mean, the the, the water moves, right? You uh, hold on. You guys also find um, oh. four from from their their bodies, their uh, weapons and armor. You find um, four shields, four chain shirts, um, four war hammers, and four spears. Well, we should take all of that for the resistance. Yes, the resistance. Um. Hey, Taz. Yeah. Right here. I fucking told you so. You got caught the same way, but she just got caught for being nice. Um, should we try to make it look like the cube took them out? But then who took out the cube? I mean, they're covered in burn marks, man. Well, put a flask Please. of oil in one of the dwarf's hands and... Make it look like he tried to burn it and they got caught? Honestly, I could chop him up and we could toss him in the river. Oh, okay. There's no need to play CSI Dwarfenstein. You could have worked on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran out of things on that one. <laughs> All right, so I guess I can try to use press the digitation, but that's not gonna do a whole lot. What are we trying to do? Clean up the area a little bit? Not really. All we need to do is take the one dwarf body. The other one got eaten by the cube, and two others are missing. Yeah, let's just take the body. We can put it... Uh... Where you put the other one? It's fine. Let's just take it. Take the stuff. There, 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 there were two piles of ash from the yeah, fireball. I, I swept those one, off into the water. Right. There was one that was partially digested by the cube, but it's still mostly intact. And then there's the one that Taz hit with um, Eldritch. The one that Taz nope. hit. That's it, the only one that doesn't fit. Well, it's mine is force damage, bludgeoning damage. It could have taken that from the cube. I don't leave a mark like others do. Well, it still got hit by my fireball. Oh. I'll see. Right, it's a little barbecued. Okay. Gothrak walks over and grabs it by the by the neck and starts hefting it. Right, let's get down back below. There's no use going up. They'll send a patrol down. We need we need to get people down low and ready in case of an attack. Before we head out, uh, Gothrak, would you like some healing? I'm fine. Thank you. You sure? You don't look fine. I've been through worse. Well, does it does it make sense for us to continue on our mission? I mean, that way we won't be here. If they come searching down this area, discover the secret tunnel, all yeah, those well, people in there are fucked. Yeah, we can give them these weapons, and then... I mean, they need to take care of ourselves. We're not going to sit around guarding their camp. I'm saying we'd spend one more day down below. Just in case. I get it. I don't like it any more than you do. But I'm not going to let some innocents get slaughtered because we came up here and... Cobb gobbled the thunder cunts. What, what are we going to do if they do find it? We'll be trapped in there. Then we'll fucking kill them to the last man. 
They have to come in one at a time. Eventually they would overwhelm us. Eh. There are worse ways to die. Yeah, there's there's two choices. I mean, we can... Or three choices, rather. So we can continue to go to scout out the palace, see what's going on, see if we can see anything. Second is to go back as a group to where the refugees are. And, and last, I guess we can split up and Liberté and I can go do something. Um, uh, I can't make myself invisible anymore. I used it. Yeah, but I can make you... I, I step in and I just say, uh, guys, can anyone else hear that there's voices around here? I can hear more people. What kind of voices? That's an excellent question. Are they speaking something you understand? Uh, Gothrek, you're make go ahead and make a perception check. Your passive perception is the second highest among the group. Uh, twenty one. Uh, in uh, in the distance, Gothrak, coming from your west, so the direction where you know the exit is, um, much like Alexander, you do start to faintly hear voices that are speaking Dwarvish. We've got to go back yeah, into the tunnel go. now. We go, but. Gothrak grabs the body and just huffs it. As he passes Vesper, he shoulder checks her. As he does so, can I slap him with lay on hands? Can <laughs> yeah. Can Gothrak, do... can Gothrak avoid it? Nope. No, I, I you shoulder checked her. Yeah. You already took your action. Right. Bastard. We'll kill him with kindness. 15 much... points. Yeah, as you run by Gothrak, you feel a quick slap on the shoulder that you ram into her, and your wounds suddenly heal, and you're grunting quietly but angrily to yourself. And so, and so the party's game of tag begins. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get tagged. Uh, we we are leaving the one body from the cube, correct? Or yes. Not? Yes. So you have one dwarf body. And, and we took all the weapons and all, stuff. everything yeah. else. Yep. Uh, well, the well, dead guy stuff the, we not... leave behind. Yeah. Yeah. The dead guy's dead stuff, guy stuff we leave behind. Yeah. We made that plan after I said take everything. So we are leaving his stuff. So we're taking three sets of stuff. Okay. Just I I wanted to give you guys the benefit wait, of the doubt. So, wait. Yeah. Wait. Wait. What? What explains the two missing ones? We don't have to explain them. They're missing. Yep. They okay. Forget about them. Okay. Away. They fell into okay. the water. Okay. If if anything, leaving the armor behind with no body is worse. Yep. We just leave the one that's okay. half melted, dressed, and take the other one, and we're back down into the tunnel, cleaning up as much as we possibly can, leaving no trace as much as possible. Okay. Who who is going last? I guess that would be me because I can see the furthest. And I'm I've got pressed the digitation, so I'm sweeping sort of cleaning, yeah, and then going. Okay. All right. Uh everybody quickly runs into the hiding hole and starts to move towards the 
Hide out. Alexander? Um, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> he, I had to pick up the cat. Yeah, he, he can't see unless he's holding Charles, so it takes yeah. him a little... I'm like, where did <laughs> wow. go? Um. Okay, yeah. Um, lo- you guys are incredibly lucky Alexander rolled well on his perception check, or else you would not have known they were coming. Which would have been very interesting. Uh, hey, you guys shut the door behind you and begin to crawl through. And also, with that much advanced warning, I'm not even going to make you guys make stealth checks. Um, you had you had enough time to get out of there before they arrived. No, nope, I was just going to say you you guys all quickly and quietly make your way back to distance base. I'm going to get you guys. As back soon as we get down, we tell everybody to be absolutely fucking silent. I assumed as much. And once you guys are there, everyone is deathly quiet, looking around. A couple of people do stand up towards the entrance, kind of where the tables are set into the sand, just their eyes out, weapons at the ready. Five minutes pass. Ten minutes pass. There's no sound that you can hear coming from the direction towards you all. The purple worm passes under us. <laughs> I don't think we do anything for at least an hour. <laughs> so maybe a little bit of a short rest. I mean, I don't need healing like you. I I would say, um, and if you did not want to kind of like stay on guard towards the entrance, you could start a short rest. Oh, never mind then. I need it. I can stay on guard. I want my spell back. I'll rest. Okay. Uh, Now Gothrak would stay absolutely alert. Half hour goes by. No sign. Even an hour later, Taz, you finish your short rest. Anybody else who wants to take a short rest can, can do so. I have a question on that, Josh. So my hex now lasts eight hours. So I can concentrate on it through a short rest or no? I would say if you have the spell up, you would not be able to regain the spell slot because this is still the spell is still active. Oh. Well, then I'll drop it and I'll rest. Um, okay. An hour, I'll say at this at this time has passed. Does not seem to be any issue. Is there anything you guys would like to do at this moment? Right, I've got skidding to do. Uh, I need another bed sheet. Yeah, I think at this point we're gonna wait until tomorrow to go anyplace. Just because we don't know how hot the sewers are. Yeah. It's a little, it's it a little bothersome that they're searching the sewers. Is that something that they've been doing? Um, Shamarat, the one who speaks up, uh, we have noticed them from time to time, but they have not been fairly regular in the sewers. 
what about the the cube? Is that normal? Uh, as you all recap the story and tell them that there's a little bit of shivering that goes on. Uh, we have not encountered one of those before, but they they do roam these sewers from time to time. I do know that uh, it is one duty, was one duty of the gods to clear out those foul monstrosities from time to time. And we cleared one out, so hooray. How do they get in? Is are the tool do the sewer systems connected to the underdark someplace or something? Uh, I personally do not know how those things are created. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would I would vote that we wait until the next morning before doing anything else. Yeah. Gothrak has to uh, create more chum. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't mind just hanging out. So. Right, Lunave kind of walks up. Should we potentially send someone to see if there's someone out there? Just no, risk. no risk. Don't risk nothing. We stay here. We let it cool down. We'll check it out tomorrow. All right. It's too close to home base at this point. Besides, we don't want somebody to fall ass over tea kettle into a giant ooze again. Look who's talking. I didn't fall into it. I believe you got in there first. Yeah. I didn't fall in with me ass hanging out the other end. You walked in. I fought inside it. <laughs> I kept pushing. I kept fighting. Got your ass out of it, no, didn't I? I would have gone out of it just fine. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm also half tiefling. That another bullshite. What? I'm calling her a fucking liar. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna go turn around and check on Jock. I'm not, I'm not doing this right now. Gothrak's gonna look at Taz and point at her back. And I told you so. I shrug. Um, I actually, I didn't have anything else planned for the rest of the day. So if you guys want, unless there's anything folks want to do, um, we can we can start tomorrow morning, quote unquote, if you want, or we can start with the remainder of the day next session and say, hey, is there anything else you guys want to do? Because I'm assuming Lou will also be here, and I don't want to. I don't want you guys to leave and leave him behind. So. Yeah, I think I think the next thing I want to do is the next morning. So. Yeah, I'm good with that too. Yeah, pretty much. I'll I'll say the the last thing that happens in in this session. Um, Vesper kind of walks over to Jacques, and Lunave walks over with you, and she kind of puts her her claw on your shoulder as as you're kind of looking over him, severely worried. Vesper, she kind of just like whispers in your ear, "He'll be fine." Okay. I've known him long, and he's been through much worse. Okay, because he kind of looks like he's dead to me. 
like... He is dead to me, no. no How many dead people have you seen? Me. It, what's what's hilarious is that she rolled a natural one on her medicine check. <laughs> That's great. Jeez. So she's she's a little flustered at the moment, but yeah. So that comforting moment between the two of them will be how we end the session. So yay, good job, everybody.